Did you know that studies have shown affirmations can profoundly influence your psychological well-being, enhancing self-confidence and reducing anxiety? Here at Positive Birth Australia, we have crafted a 20-minute birth affirmations track filled with soulful, carefully curated affirmations to empower, inspire, and guide you to deeply remember the power you hold within. And to my fellow belly birth mothers, we have created a track specifically for you to honor that all birth is a sacred moment of profound significance. For only $5, you can download and immerse yourself in our affirmations track to transform your mindset in the lead up to birth and during labor, serving as a potent reminder of the inherent power and love you possess. Visit us at www.positivebirthaustralia.com or head to the show notes and follow the link provided to start your journey toward a more empowered birth experience. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, a podcast created to empower and educate mothers along their own pregnancy journey. Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back, everyone. Today's episode features the three births of Gold Coast mother, Tammy. Although her first birth in the hospital was a drug-free physiological birth, she details being left with hints of birth trauma from the sheer intensity of it. She took what she learned from that birth into her second, where her son made a speedy entrance earthside at home surrounded by family. Her final birth was the peak of her birth wisdom after having a moment of awakening when she finally let go of every ounce of control and experienced the truest form of surrender. Tammy shares the plan moving forward once meconium was discovered in her leaking waters and how one comment from a midwife at the hospital planted the seed of confidence in her to birth her future babies at home. Enjoy the episode. Tammy, welcome to Positive Birth Australia. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me, Sky. I feel absolutely honoured. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Do you want to just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, so I live on the Gold Coast and I have three beautiful boys um, at home, varying in age from uh, six years old down to five months old, mm-hmm. um, which was my just recent birth that I had. And were they planned conceptions? Um, well, the first two were. Yeah. But um, our beautiful third boy was a blessing surprise. So that one, yeah, it, it really did took us a little bit by surprise, but it's just the best surprise that we could possibly yeah. have. Yeah, it, it did feel a little bit different going into the pregnancy, though, just because it, it, it wasn't planned. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've, I still sometimes look at him and just go, oh, my goodness, I just can't <laughs> believe you're here. Like, and it's just, yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. So had you guys planned on not having any more children or? Yeah, we we had. We had decided. Um, but, you know, we probably could have been more careful. So, yeah. it, it, you know what I mean? It's such a small window though, you know. <laughs> it's it's true. And I've discovered a little bit more about my body, um, you know, from that happening because um, my cycle is certainly not the, the standard, you know, fertile between 12 to 14 days or whatever it is. So... Yeah. 
yeah, it just goes to show everyone, everybody's yeah, different. Absolutely. So let's start off with your first son. How was your pregnancy with him? Um, I had an amazing pregnancy. Um, I I felt great. I didn't get any morning sickness. Um, I just embraced being pregnant so much and loved it because I, I just it's such a huge transition. I feel like for a woman, and I've never felt more womanly and feminine and sexy than I do when I'm pregnant. Um, yeah, I love that. Just so yeah, I. I I loved it. I, and to be honest, each pregnancy has been very similar. Um, the only difference I would say is that um, each pregnancy I, I felt a little bit unwell, um, but really not not much, just a little bit queasy as each one went on. Um, and also just that got that muscle memory, so it's stretching out a little bit yeah. <laughs> better. Was there anything you did during that pregnancy to help prepare you for birth? Um, I remain pretty active and I have throughout all three pregnancies. Um, I really love and enjoy yoga. So I did that, you know, right up until, um, birth pretty much. Um, and you know, I'm physical at work as well. I'm always moving and still lifting and, um, and that's so physically, you know, I continue to pretty much do what I would normally do and just you know, obviously not doing any cardio. Um, but I also, I did a hypnobirthing course. Um, so in terms of like full birth preparation, I learnt about hypnobirthing. Um, I, because I've, you know, always done yoga and I have also done a lot of meditation, um, I, I knew right from the start that I, f- I felt like it was going to be a bit of a spiritual journey as well. So, um yeah. Yeah, I lent in to the hypnobirthing and did did some meditations leading up to the birth, and um, I learnt just learnt about the human body, you know, through that course especially, mm-hmm. just what's ha- actually happening in labour and you know what's happening when your muscles are contracting, and also the you know the fluctuations in your horn felt really helped to arm me going into it, so I could understand what my body was going through as it was going through all the intensities. Yeah. And what type of care did you choose? Um, I had a hospital birth um, for my first birth and I actually had a student midwife with me who I already knew. She she was a massage therapist and so I had seen her quite a few times for massage pre-pregnancy and during pregnancy. And so I feel like that was such an important part of me and my first birth journey because we're very like-minded um she was very knowledgeable even though she was still studying she she was very knowledgeable and she was there to be my like really strong support person and um just run me elaborate on everything you know I would go to my um, appointments at the hospital and then you know we'd talk more about what was discussed there and I felt like I had I got a lot more information than I probably would have got if I just had gone to my appointments and then out again. Mm-hmm. Any anxieties or fears that you had to work through in the lead up to that birth? Um, I think I, I did have a little, I didn't, I wouldn't say anxiety, but mm-hmm. um, a little bit of fear of the unknown probably more so. Yeah. Um, but 
I, I'm I'm such a huge advocate for keeping your mind set in check and you know as soon as those little negative thoughts or anything pop up I just like blank them out just get rid of them don't even focus on them Mm. um so yeah I I just went into it really just trusting my body and just going you know what I'm going to go into this I I wrote a very um, specific birth plan that I wanted to you know follow if I could um and I was blessed that I could follow it pretty much all of it um I I really didn't want to have any medication I wanted to experience it you know in the wholest form you can experience it and that might sound weird but I didn't want anything to haze my thoughts or anything like that my judgment or I just wanted to feel it all which sounds weird but um yeah so do you want to take us through that experience Jeez, this was a long time ago now. <laughs> um, I I had a slow leak to start with and so I, I went into the hospital the next morning to get checked and they told me it was a good idea to think about induction um, and I was happy to decline um, and they said, okay, that's fine and they checked my baby and everything was looking fine um, and so I went home and they just said, look, if you're going to not, if you want to go home, you'll have to keep coming back, you know, like we need to keep checking that everything's going okay. And I think it was the next morning I went back again. So there was time going on, but, you know, I'd done a bit of research and read, you know, I, I, I know that not, labor doesn't begin every time that the waters rupture. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I lightly declined. And then I went away and it was literally after I left the hospital that I started feeling things coming on. So it that it ended up being from my waters rupturing until I gave birth. It was nearly 48 hours, not quite. Okay. Um, but the labour was about, I think, 11 hours from when I was sort of feeling like, oh, this is something I'm going to perhaps start timing mm-hmm. um, up until. But when I, when I went into the hospital, I think it was around about, 8.30 at night perhaps. I started sort of timing around 4.30 and I went in there and I just I just go into the zone. Like even in my yoga practice, I like to close my eyes and I just like to go within and not be distracted by everything around me. Um, and so I just went into that and just moved around as I felt I needed to and the midwives were checking me but I – they they it came to the point where they were sort of questioning how far along I was and mm. they they said to me, look, I think you've actually got a bit to go. Um, it might be a good idea for you to go home. And that just absolutely shook me because mm. I was feeling it all but I perhaps wasn't really showing much to them um, and I just refused. <laughs> I was like, there's absolutely no way I'm getting in the car. I struck um, – um, it, it ramped up and, yeah, so it. I was pushing for probably I think around about two. I could feel him come down and then he'd go back up. It was just I felt like I wasn't getting anywhere and within myself I was losing faith that I could get through it um, but there was no other way to go but, you know, continue to go on that path. There was no, you know, getting medication or anything then, which I'm glad. Um, 
But, yeah, I got to the point I was so exhausted and I had to, like I remember thinking, I, I just need to get this baby out. I need to just get a baby out to just find that energy to just, you know, finish finish this birth because I felt like I was just running out of everything, all fuel. Um, and so I, I pushed very, very hard um, and... Yeah, for that reason, I ended up tearing um, a bit. I had to had to get stitches for that, so that wasn't very pleasant. Um, but yeah, he came out in 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 one push, one complete push. I I didn't birth his head, and then oh, the rest. It, wow. Yeah, so I didn't realize that at the time, but when I went back to get a checkup just um, after birth, they said, "Oh, this is this is the the baby that came." flying out in one heap or something like that and I was like what <laughs> is that what happened I don't know it was all a blur oh my I, I, like my body wasn't prepared at all um how were you feeling after that experience um to be honest I felt I was in shock yeah um I I lost a little bit of blood but it wasn't it, it wasn't a great deal but I think um just due to the intensity and everything um I was pretty emotionless Mm -hmm. and it actually worried my partner initially because I had this baby and I was just in, I was literally in shock. I was white. I was um, really lightheaded and I had this baby and I just didn't feel happy. I didn't feel anything. (laughs) And and he was like, are you okay? Um, And I was like, yes. (laughs) So I was, you know, it took me a little moment. I don't, I don't know exactly how long, but, um, yeah, I was I was pretty out for a day. I was exhausted, and I I think my midwife said that she took some photos, um, and I couldn't I couldn't look at them. So that tells me in itself yeah. that, like, it, for me, for it was a natural physiological birth that is exactly what I wanted. But I I still feel for myself I I did go through a little bit of trauma associated with that. Just yeah. just being so intense, you know, mm-hmm. and something that. Um, sticks out to me from that birth and it's quite funny really but when I was at that point of just feeling like I couldn't do it any longer um, I remembered this video that I had seen only recently before um, of a friend posted it on Facebook and she lives in Canada and she was filming a deer giving birth just she was filming it from her window it was outside and it was just giving birth. And I remember I just it came into my mind and she was just giving birth, you know. She was just yeah. doing her thing, giving birth to these little babies. And, you know, it just made me think every other mammal on this planet gives birth, you know. Um, I can do it too, yeah. you know. She was just laying in the garden giving birth. <laughs> um, I can do it too. You won with the deer. Yes, yes. It's really <laughs> funny. Yeah. That's awesome. And so moving on to your second birth, what was that experience like and was there anything that you did differently that time around? Um, so actually just going back to that first birth just because mm-hmm. it then um, affected my second time going into it. Yeah. So the midwife that I had, I had my student midwife and the midwife that I had, she was lovely. There was a trans, um, changeover of shifts while I was in birth, uh, in labour, but the, the midwife that, was there for most of the time um she was great they were all hands off like I literally no yeah 
very minimal interaction to be honest yeah. and that's exactly what I wanted and afterwards after I gave birth she said to me and it'll always stay with me and it was it was I'm so glad that she you know she she took the time to say it that she just came up to me and said look you that was amazing to watch I have not seen a birth like that before and um you could have totally done that at home by yourself wow. you did it all yourself amazing. and I was just so grateful that she said that to me because she planted the seed yeah. and you know she the next time when I felt pregnant the next time I was like right I'm home birthing like I can do it yeah. and um, you know, sometimes we don't trust ourselves, and we we wait for that you know other person to give us that confidence in ourselves. But mm. um, yeah, so it wasn't really a question when I fell pregnant for the second time. I knew I was excited to have a home birth mm-hmm. um, because I had I already knew a couple of people that had home birthed, and I you know read up a little bit about it and started just you know finding out as much as I could and. So I um, I just refreshed all of my hypnobirthing um, notes and um, I think I just looked for more positive birth stories and I'd done I'd done that the the first time around as well but just flooding myself with lots of positive birth stories and learning more about how different each birth can be and that there's no you know one way um, yeah so I, I didn't do a whole heap different going into that next one I just felt like because I knew what to expect um did you have any fears around tearing that you had to work through no I didn't I didn't because I I really I I knew deep down that it was because of the way that I got him out you know it was pretty um intense and I wasn't yeah once I understood how how we came out I was like oh okay that's why and and I learned more about the pushing you know like I was actively pushing as hard as I could Mm. um and I I understand now that you really don't want to be doing that um you know going with your body and there is an element of pushing of course but um, I was I was pushing hard so I knew that I was not going to do that again so I didn't know I didn't really have that fear at all yeah and what about your son? Was there anything that you did in the lead up to birth to sort of help prepare him for that experience? So I um, I received a book from a friend that was about home birthing. So I read that to him mm-hmm. um, a lot, you know, leading up to it. And he was three at the time and pretty mature, like sort of for a three-year-old, I feel. And so, and we watched a lot of birth videos together yeah. um, via Instagram, there's some amazing accounts on there, just really short births. So we watched them together. He talked about it a lot. And um, so the idea, well, it depends on the time of the day, of course. But, um, yeah, I wanted him there if he if he was awake and everything. Um, but it just so happened that I started going into labour in the late afternoon, around about the same time, actually, 4.30. Um, and by the time I had my boy he was in bed which was a blessing at the time um it got pretty hard towards the end of him being awake uh, before his bedtime he was he's um he's the sweetest little soul but he does require a lot from you mm-hmm. as in um energy wise and when I was not able to give that to him because I was trying to focus on getting through my contractions um he, he got a little bit 
difficult to, to handle yeah. um, and for me to be able to stay focused. So it was when he went to bed that my body was like, okay, now <laughs> things can really um, progress. Um, but so he wasn't there for the actual birth, but as soon as um, Onyx was born, my mum, who was here, she went and got him up. And so, mm. yeah, moments later. So special. Yeah. Do you want to take us to that first sign of labour? Yeah, so this this one started out a little bit different. Um, I was at home. It was about 10 o'clock in the morning. My mum and my partner were here and um, I was making everyone a coffee and I leant over to put something in the bin and my water's just poof. <laughs> like the, the typical just burst, like big the floodgates are open yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. And I was like, oh, my goodness, because it was not that experience the first time. And everyone just thought it was hilarious. Here's my partner, like, taking photos of me, like, going, (laughs) what do I do? There's a mess here. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, And so I was like, oh, my goodness, it's happening. And my mum, we had planned to have at the birth, um, especially to be there for my little boy if we needed and just, yeah, we're pretty close, so it was nice to have her there. And so she was already there, but um, I didn't go into labour straight away. So I'd, in, I'd rung my midwife and she just said, you know, see how you feel because I wasn't feeling anything. Um, and so I, I use essential oils a lot um, in my life, in everyday life, and I created some blends um, to help support uterine contractions. So I started... Well, actually, it was the day before that I started doing that. Um, I'd done my research and I'd had a couple of oils, jasmine and clary sage, that I had there ready to go. And I was sort of thinking it was the day before. I was at Rabina Town Centre and I was doing some shopping and I thought, mm, I might, today's the day I might try and you know use these oils and see how things go. So I applied them topically um, and then the next morning which was the morning that my waters broke I'd put the diffuser on and I put those oils in applied them topically again to the acupressure points in my ankles on my ankles in ankle there and um and yeah my waters broke at 10 a.m so who knows yeah. so once my waters broke I continued putting on a specific blend um that I got from a little reference guide for um for birth and everything like that and so I just continued doing that all day and just we just relaxed at home and slowly things just started happening it was it's sort of the way that it's been for all three of my births actually it's it's all been very slow progression mm-hmm. which I feel really grateful for because each I feel like each step just builds on the, the last and so it's not like from nothing to intensity yeah. and so yeah from 10 a.m. up until about 4, it was about 4.30 that, yeah, I was having to stop and breathe through them. Um, and, yeah, I, I just continued to breathe through them. And it wasn't until around about – I didn't call my midwife until about 6.30, maybe even 7. Um, there's, there's always that uncertainty of oh when Mm. when do you do this or when do you do that um how far along am I is this going to go on for a couple of hours more or is this on the edge of transition sort of thing it's it's really hard to know but um so I I called her at it might have been about 6 30 or something and I had also organized a photographer so they came at the same time um 
and by the time they got here, I was in transition. So I was the birth pool was there, and um, it was already it had some cool water in there. So yeah, the midwife um, and Marcelo, my partner, quickly getting some warm water in there mm-hmm. uh, because I yeah I literally got in there. And what was that like this time around, having that water element there? Oh, it all happened so fast. Yeah. It was too yeah, it was it was too fast. But I mean. The difference between the actual birth, um, you know, of the first and the second was like chalk and cheese. So, um, you know, the the time for that stage was completely different from two hours to like three minutes, (laughs) (laughs) something like that, maybe five minutes, I'm not sure, but it was probably two to three surges, I think. Um, So that was already so different. Um, Mm -hmm. It was... Certainly much easier than the first time, but still still not a walk in the park yeah. by any means. But um, I remember at the moment that he came out because my partner was there and he brought him, he caught him, the first thought that came into my mind was, okay, I'm never doing that again. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Little did I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And did you get to experience birthing the head first this time and then the body? Yes. Mm. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it felt nice to just experience the, the stages yeah. um, and be able to recoup. And, and my midwife is talking to me, you know, at the same time going, oh, he's, his head's out and just take a breath. And, and this time around I remember her saying, um, I think I must have gone to to push a little bit. She goes, just relax, don't push, don't push. And so, you know, she was – helping me to ensure that, you know, I wasn't going to be tearing or anything like that. Um, and, yeah, not not a thing, not a graze, not a tear or anything. Um, and to be honest, I my recovery from that birth was so fast. It was – I could not believe days later, like a few days later, that I had given birth. I just mm. did not feel at all, like, um, sore or anything. And I was like, Wow. The difference, the difference, you know, breathing and just being patient and and just allowing your body to actually do its thing and and not try and control it yourself, um, it yeah made the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was my second birth. Yeah. And what about your placenta? So yeah, the <laughs> the first two births it was pretty challenging. Um, it felt like I was birthing another baby. The, really? Yeah, it did. I was, and the third time I was really quite anxious about it after I'd given birth. I was like, oh my goodness, that's right, I've still got the placenta. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> not again. Uh, I think because I just felt so tender inside. Um, so yeah, birthing the placenta was, yeah, it was tricky. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, but um, I birthed it in the pool. Um, and yeah, at that stage, I think Marcelo had the baby just on the outside of the pool. My little boy was there as well, and my dog. My dog was oh, there. She was awesome. So sweet. <laughs> so moving over now to your most recent birth, when did you realize that you were pregnant? Could you tell straight away? Um, I, I think it was pretty close to Christmas, and just one day I. Th- I thought, oh, I must be due for my period soon. I'm, I'm pretty, I don't know. I'm, I'm not one that sort of tracks things like really well. As in, I listen like I can usually feel it in my body, 
Like I don't sort of look ahead and go, oh, okay, Thursday. I was pretty regular. Oh, Thursday I'm, I'm due. Like I'll sort of feel the signs leading up to it and then I'll know. Um, but, yeah, I, I had a moment of just thinking, oh, because it was, you know, busy, crazy Christmas season. Oh, I feel like I must be due soon. And so I worked it out like when I would have been due and I was about four days late. I was like, oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> Radio. And I, I mentioned it to my partner. He's, he's gone, oh, really? Oh, wow. And, and so I said, oh, look, we'll just give it a couple more days. Um, and the next day went and the next day went. And we, it was a couple of days before Christmas and we were going to get a Santa photo with the boys and, and we were going to the shops and, and my partner said, look, let's just get a test. We need to know. <laughs> and I was, I bought a test and we were lined up in the Santa um, lineup and I felt that nauseous, just that little bit of funny tummy. And I don't ever just get a funny tummy like that. And I looked at myself and I was like, oh, guess what? <laughs> I don't think we need to do this test. <laughs> and he's like, no way. And he said something else and I just literally started crying and he goes, oh, my God, you, you're definitely pregnant. <laughs> I just was emotional. Anyway, so, yeah, we I did the test and we got home and, and yeah, it, it honestly like super, you know, at the end of the day, super stoked yeah. but it was just a different experience going into it not having planned it and it's, it's bizarre because um, – I guess, you know, you, you're seeing what things are going to be like in the next year and, and all that sort of thing. And so, yeah, it took us both a little while to wrap our hands around it. We're like, we're having another baby. I can't believe we're pregnant again. <laughs> I can again. imagine. Wow. But, um, yeah, and then we just, yeah, we got really excited. Yeah. Yeah. And what were the boys' reaction when you told them? Um, well, we I bought a little baby suit um, from Baby Bunting and I wrapped it. So it was a little gift. And I just wanted to do something special and sort of, I don't know, a little bit different. And so, yeah, I wrapped it and I, we said to them, oh, we've got another present for you guys. And it was probably a little bit too much for them to understand, thinking back now. But they opened it and Marley held it up and he goes, oh, it's for Onyx. It's, it's for Onyx, thinking it was for his little brother. And I was like, no, can you see how small it is? <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, we just said, oh, we're having another baby. And, yeah, they it was interesting to see their reaction. They, I mean, Onyx was only, yeah, he was quite young. But yeah. Marley just started digging in the dirt in front of him, like just zoning out. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking, but, yeah. But then they got excited and they're such sweet, loving brothers that, um, you know, they fell in love with my growing belly so much mm. and just talked about the baby a lot and, um, and I just try to include them a lot in yeah. in everything and, you know, talking about birth and watching Onyx's birth video over and over so they can understand, you know, what's probably going to, you know, with the birth space and and that sort of thing, what's going to be up ahead. Um, and they really embraced it. Like they, they enjoyed the, the books and the videos and, yeah. and everything. So. And is there anything you chose to do differently this time around? Um, I, I did decide loosely, which it worked out it was going to be that way anyway, but I I sort of within myself thought, do I uh, – I loved having mum there for this for Onyx's birth, but with two children now um, and my midwife, I'd sort of 
thought to myself, I think I just want to keep it at that with numbers in the house. Um, Just because I already knew there was going to be a lot going on and that was going to be a new challenge for me Mm -hmm. with this home birth. Like um, as much as each time I've birthed, I've felt way more in tune with my body and way more connected and um, able to sort of let it do its thing. I I knew that I also had more distraction to to navigate um, having the kids there. So I just didn't want another person being in the space. So the borders were closed anyway, so she couldn't be there anyway. So that was that was fine. But yeah, other than that, um, yeah, not not much more different to be honest. Just re- revisiting everything that I'd learnt and um, just empowering myself more and more by just reading more stories and listening to more podcasts and. Um, just learning more about the whole process and I've just become so passionate about birth in in my whole journey as well. Mm. It's just such a beautiful process Mm. and every woman deserves to to have a positive experience if if they can, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So how far along were you when you went into labour this time around? I think I was around about 41. Mm -hmm. I I was running with two dates the whole time because – I was pretty certain, well, I'm 99.9% certain I know the time that we conceived. Um, And so I was, the whole time I was going by that date. But when I had my blood test, it was showing that I was about a week ahead. So that just confused me like so much because, you know, that for me, like I was pretty certain when it was. and so I was running with two dates the whole time. I was, you know, either a week ahead according to um, my bloods and then when I eventually got my scan at 20 weeks, that um, confirmed that sort of earlier date. So, but then for me, I was like, no, I'm going to go with my cycle, which I thought, you know, it's always a bit of a guessing game there. So I, when he came out eventually, he had absolutely no vernix on him and he was um, – wrinkly and he had dried skin so he was very well cooked (laughs) so it yeah they were probably correct in my scan date um so going by that I was 41 plus four yeah okay and your first sign of labor with him um I was on the couch at about 10 a.m and once again my waters slowly leak so I obviously had another hind leak a hind leak is when the water sort of rupture at the back is that right yeah so it can rupture right back behind the baby this is my understanding so um if it ruptures at the front the baby with the weight of the baby it can just push the fluid out in one heap but if if it ruptures up behind at the top or back um i think Having the baby there, yeah, it just prevents. That's my understanding of it, I think. Yeah, makes sense. And, yeah, the position of your baby can actually determine, you know, having that as well, the hind leg, I think. Um, I'd been quite sick. I'd been coughing. I had like a chest infection, just congested. It was horrible. I've never had anything like it. And I had it for about three weeks prior to birth and I was still unwell. So, as the time was approaching, I was just praying every morning that I was going to wake up feeling a bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was happy to keep going with the pregnancy, hoping that I wasn't going to be in labor and I was still feeling not that great. But, yep, turns out 
he couldn't wait any longer. So I was still a little bit unwell. So that morning I woke up feeling off, but I'd been feeling off anyways and I had a headache. So, um, yeah, I just sat on the couch and I was chatting to my little boy on his three. Um, my other boy was at school and, yeah, I felt it. And I was like, oh, here we go, it's on. So rang my midwife and I put a pad in just to, to see, you know, have a look at the fluid and it had a little bit of discoloration in it. Oh, okay. Um, there was a little bit of like a pink spot, bloody sort of spot, yeah. um, and there was a little bit of a greeny discoloured spot as well. And so I mentioned that to her and she said, oh, okay, that, that could be um, a little bit of meconium. Yeah. Um, so for that reason, I'll, I'll come straight around even though you're not sort of in labour, like I wasn't feeling anything. Um, I, you know, over the last few three to four weeks, I was feeling the tightenings and everything. Um, and there was a couple of times where I felt like it might have been labour, but it didn't eventuate into anything. But that morning, I wasn't feeling much. So she came around and she checked my pad and said, "Yeah, that looks like it could be a little bit of meconium." Mm. Um, so, does your midwife have any restrictions around that? So it sort of it sort of depends how it progresses yeah. again. Um, and I had read a lot of stories that included birthing with meconium and stuff like that. So I wasn't freaked out. Yeah. And um, my midwife, she's amazing, so knowledgeable. And she's, she said, what we're going to do, she goes, this is once again up to you. This is your choice. Um, I'll let you know what my thoughts are and then you can decide. Um, you know, we can head to the hospital if you're at all concerned. Um, and I, I said, okay, what, what's your take on this um what what's your recommendation I, I just wanted to hear everything that she had to say and she said you know this is just a small amount um if he has you know done a poo inside you well it's either going to like it's going to stay as is it's going to disappear or it's going to get worse mm-hmm. she said if it's looking forward if it's going to be getting worse and we're seeing more and more well then we probably have to look at you know have, heading to the hospital and getting you checked out mm-hmm. um, or we could just hang tight for the the time being we'll just constantly monitor your waters and we can base our decision on that and you know at any time we can always go to the hospital it's up to you and yeah and so I straight up I was like no I'm happy to wait and see you know what's happening and whether it's increasing or anyway so um, it was just a matter of monitoring my pads. I was just changing because it was just slowly releasing over time and there was no more signs of any discoloration. And um, I'd also mentioned to my midwife that I was taking a lot of vitamin C because I was sick and I was at the point where I was getting quite bad gastro sort of pains because of vitamin C. Can If you, if you overdose on vitamin C um, because it's water-soluble, it it will expel itself and you can get some tummy pains and that from it. Mm-hmm. So uh, the days leading up to it, I was getting some tummy pains and I was windy and, and all that sort of thing. And she said there is a possibility that because you've been taking a lot of vitamin C, the baby's also having a few of these tummy things going on as well and it possibly could be from that. Um, and so that was, yeah, that was just something that we spoke about. And so... Yes, she said, look, I'm just going to stay here now. Like, I'm here now. We'll just monitor it and, you know, um, see how you go. So over the next hour or so, nothing much was happening um, in terms of, you know, me feeling anything going on. And she said, she she then 
sort of came to me and said, look, um, let's just have another chat about, you know, looking forward. She said, because, you know, we still did see some meconium, um, we are on a bit of a time constraint. She said, I, I, it's always up to you, but I feel like if we get to tonight and you haven't had the baby yet, if you haven't, you know, you're not in active labour, it's a good idea that we head to the hospital just for some monitoring. And I was like, yep, no, that sounds good. I'm okay with that. Um, and so that played with my mind a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I've got no reason to personally to fear the hospital because I had a great birth there, but um, I just didn't want to go to the hospital. I just I wanted to be in my space. I wanted to be in my zone. Um, and I just, being unwell, I was a bit, concerned about how I might be treated there because of the situation in the world at the moment with COVID Mm. I was coughing I didn't I just I just wasn't open for that and so I had this little bit of fear come up in me which I hadn't really experienced in birth before and I was like right you need to get keep this in check this is not happening you know I'm not gonna I'm telling myself that I'm not gonna let you you know sit on this and it affect this birth so I just like shook myself internally and was like, right, we're going to get through this. I got grabbed some oils that I've got and just um, sat with them, some calming grounding oils and um, and just said to myself, right, we're going to do this. I'm going to make this happen. Like we're, I'm going to do everything I possibly can. And so once again I had my labour blend and um, I, I'd already been doing this as soon as my waters broke but I just kept applying the labour blend and applying pressure to my acupressure points for labour all over my body, so my inner ankle, my the webbing in your thumb there and your traps and lower back and just doing that a lot, keeping busy, just, you know, the kids were home, playing with them, just doing everyday stuff. And I was feeling tightenings and, and things were slowly starting mm-hmm. and so I was happy with that. Um and my beautiful midwife, she's just amazing. She just, she's very hands off, very um, just an observer, and she's just amazing. She just sits back. She's done. She's got so much experience that I guess she can just judge behavior as well. Yeah. You know, she's just watching me, and every now and then I'd turn around and she's just like watching me, but not, <laughs> not saying anything, not doing anything, just watching what I was doing. And because it was the same midwife that I had for my second birth. She knew my rhythms. She sort of um, she learned a bit about me and my um, the way I birth, which she found quite interesting because my second birth, she said she'd never seen this before, but my contractions were much were shorter and they never got. What's the standard? I, I don't really follow numbers like this. Um, I think the universal number would be a minute. At, at, at least a minute, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, she, mine were like 45 seconds. That's right. She said none of my contractions lasted 45 seconds and that was right up until birth. Yeah, she said I haven't seen that before. And she goes, it just reaffirms to me, and she's a huge advocate for this, that every birth is so unique yeah. and you can't base your experience of your experience of someone else's, you know, like if you're not on track to do this or do that in this time schedule. Yeah. So she said, yeah, that was really, really cool for her to see because, um, you know, my body still did exactly what it needed to do to open and give birth with contractions that lasted that long. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, with all that info like on her side and knowing, you know, my rhythms and that, she just watched and um, – 
and yeah, just let me be. And I moved around the house. I, I, I tried laying down, I tried moving around. I was just sort of going with what I felt like doing. Um, but just also talking to myself as well, like, you know, affirming to myself that I knew I was going to have this baby at home. I was envisioning, you know, the whole process and just not letting myself even think about the hospital. Um, I was like, no, nah, determined, not <laughs> happening. <laughs> I'm having it here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I think it was at about, it's at one thirty that my little boy, he goes down for a nap and I thought um, that was a good time just to go in there with him. I was feeling a little bit tired actually. And so I thought I'll go in there with him and I'll just lay on the floor. I took my earphones and my phone and I listened to a, a birth uh, meditation and a hypnobirthing one and I fell asleep but I was listening and coming in and out and it was really nice and it was at that time that things started happening um, which was awesome so I got up from there and I was in a bit of a rhythm then and um, you know and the surges were coming and going and so yeah I've had my mind completely at ease from there on in because I, I knew it was happening you know I wasn't questioning whether I was even going to be in labor at home so yeah I I just labored here there and everywhere Um, my boys were just doing their thing they're they're two energetic boys so things got a little bit rowdy in the house at times so I was finding that it was sometimes challenging to just stay within Mm -hmm. Um, but we ended up giving them the iPad to sort of chill out for a bit because they, you know, they knew I was in labour, but because I'm not, not doing much to them, you know, I'm just stopping and breathing every now and then. Yeah. Um, they're just being kids and jumping around like crazy, <laughs> being boys and yeah. you know, high energy. It was what time? One thirty. I got up from laying down, and for the next hour, things just continued to ramp up. And I think at about two thirty, my midwife said that was when I was. I sort of started active labour. So when, you know, things were really into a rhythm and I was stopping and having to focus and breathe and I, I started getting a lot of lower back pain, mm-hmm. um, like really achy. And so I, I had a couple of oils to help with that, which was really beautiful because my little boy, um, Marley, who's six, I prepped him and said, look, you know, when mummy's in this zone, um, it's really helpful if you could – offer me things because I'm you know I'm not going to be in the state to be thinking of what I need and what I want Um, and so he was coming up to me and offering me different oils because he knows how much I love them and um, he I asked him to bring me up the um, the muscle relief oil so he applied that to my back and he's rubbing my back and and it was beautiful. It, it did get a bit much in the end. I was yeah. like, okay, that's enough, honey. That's enough. <laughs> but it was so sweet, you know, yeah. like he was just wanting to be part of it and helping me. Um, and I also just uh, did some yoga because I felt like I really needed to stretch my back out. And so um, just did some stretches out and that really helped as well. And uh, my birthing ball, I – I definitely feel like the easiest position for me to birth in all three times has been leaning over, mm-hmm. um, whether that be a bench, the exercise ball, just on all fours on the ground, the laying down. I tried it. I got a bit tired, so I went and laid on my bed and, oh, my goodness, just next level intense. So I was like, nope, this is not for me. <laughs> 
So I got up, even though I was feeling tired and I wanted to lay down, I just, I couldn't. I would literally be walking around the house, talking and whatnot, and then, oh, here we go, and then just drop on the ground, just on all fours, breathe, get through it. And, yeah, that just continued to intensify. um, And, yeah, for the next couple of hours I was just in and out of consciousness pretty much because I feel like you really do just have to go somewhere else when, you know, things are becoming really intense when you're approaching that transition stage. Like I feel like I go to another place. It's like an out-of-body sort of experience I feel. Um, And I was – it was getting really intense. And thinking back, I I remember I was – leaning over the birth ball and the, the exercise ball and I went through a contraction and I just started crying and you know because it was just getting so intense and my partner was there and I was thinking back now that's like the classic one of the classic signs of transition isn't it you know when you it's you're at the peak of intensity pretty much mm. um and I was I was I could feel my toes curling and I know that's another sign you know like toes are curling I was hitting the tops of my feet, like tapping them when I'm on all fours, like to sort of distract me from just the intensity of the, the surges. And and I felt like I got to the point where I acknowledged, and this this moment was such a, a powerful insight at the time because as much as I was breathing through these surges, I – you know, I was, you know, doing the long breaths. I was, as things progressed and got more intense, I was becoming more tense without realising. And, you know, I was doing all these things. I was felt like I was bracing myself. Um, and I had this moment of like, oh, my goodness, you're actually like not letting this happen. You're, you're holding tension and as much as you feel like you're doing all the things, it had crept up on me and I wasn't. And um, so I started... Uh, changing my dialogue in my head instead of like because I found myself saying oh here comes another one here it goes here we go again what do I need to do like those thoughts um I I changed I changed my dialogue and I I just switched it to being embracing them and being excited like it was (laughs) it's it's bizarre but you know like I need to be excited for this because this is it's getting close to giving me what I want you know so um yeah I just okay, this is it, it's happening, yes, I'm going to welcome this surge, my baby's so close, I'm, I started saying all these things to myself, I'm a warrior, I can do this, I'm doing this, um, and just really like over-exaggerating ex- like relaxation in my body, even though it was intense. Mm-hmm. And I just had this moment of like, oh, my goodness, like I cannot believe like the difference, like it, I knew in that moment that, you know, they talk about surrendering in birth and it was exactly that. Like it was such an epiphany like to to experience like in the middle of transition. I was like, oh, my God, this is surrender. And I just I breathed deep and I just – and it just happened so much easier to be honest. Like it was freaking hard work but I just felt the difference from – you know, that moment before when I was in that space to that next moment where I really, truly surrendered to the process and to my body and just detached from it, you know, in a sense, to just allow it to happen and not feel like I was um, 
letting it happen but still controlling it in a sense yes. if that makes sense i don't know i don't know if that makes sense so basically on your final birth you cracked the birth formula code <laughs> <laughs> i did I, honestly i felt yes that's exactly like yeah like finding the key to a locked door it yes. totally did yeah and so i not knowing how far along i was i had left it pretty late to call my birth photographer and so she wasn't here yet and i was like oh my goodness i'm like ready to have this baby um, and so the next moment I, I felt, and this is another feeling that I don't remember feeling previously in my other births, the feeling of him just dropping down, like, I guess that's me being fully open, dilated, ready to go, like, you know, next stage of labor sort of thing. The, I just felt him and his heaviness just like boop, down into my pelvis. Mm. Like, so he's right there. Um, and I was like, oh my goodness. And I think I even voiced it. And there was a couple of things that I voiced. And one was when I had this revelation. I was like, oh, my goodness. I had to just say it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I feel like I da, 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 rattled it off before my next surge. And then, yeah, the next one was, oh, my goodness, I can just feel him. He's right there. So that was different as well. Yeah. Had your birth photographer arrived at this point? She, I had already – no, I, I'd left it late to call her. I had called her by this stage, but she still wasn't there. And my midwife said to me after, after you know, the next day, she goes, you were holding on there. I could see it. Your body was ready to go and I could see you holding on. She goes, it was really interesting to watch. And, yeah, she's probably right because, you know, I wanted, I wanted to capture this experience even though yeah. my whole labour wasn't captured because I had underestimated how f- quickly it would all go, you know. Yeah. Um, so a piece of advice for women out there that are getting a birth <laughs> photographer don't leave it too late. Yeah, <laughs> Just so call true. them, even if they're there early. Um, so, yeah, I my body started bearing down while I was actually out of the pool. So uh, my midwife, they were already filling it with warm water. But she was like, okay, quick, let's get in. Same, same story again. Quick, get into birth your baby. <laughs> Um, because I just didn't feel like being in the water at all, like labouring. Interesting. Yeah, it just – and to be honest, when I first got in, when I was about to birth, it was it felt too hot because I was starting to feel a bit warm in my body. I guess it was all, you know, getting pretty intense and I was hot mm. and I was like, oh, that's too warm, like, and I was about to get out and my midwife's like, no, no, come in, come in, knowing that I was about to birth. Um, and my photographer had um, – arrived by this time like she arrived just before I got in the pool and yeah I leant over the pool and probably two or three surges and yeah he was out so um same sort of thing again I I that feeling of bearing down like it was out of my control like I literally this time around I did not push at all like there was no intention at all it my body literally birth my baby and it was really cool to experience that um so the first surge when I was in the pool he you know I could feel him come down and so I I leant down and and felt the top of his head so I could feel just the the crown of his head there um which was awesome it was the most amazing experience because it just it just got me so excited and it just helped helped give me that that final burst of energy and excitement to just you know continue on and 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 get through those last couple of surges and saying that though the relief and I don't know if other women experience this but the relief going from that 
first stage of labour to that second stage. You know, even though they're both intense in their own right, just having that first stage over is just, oh, my God. And it, this, this time around it was such a clear, okay, this is the end and this is the start of your next stage. And it was like, oh, my God, that's a relief, even though the pain sort of changes. It yeah. changes. But, um, yeah, so I birthed his head. And then um, I hadn't really thought about who was going to catch the baby. I think because Marcelo, my partner, was in the pool the last time, but he was out with the kids this time. And, and so I was like, oh, and then I heard my midwife say, um, just reach down and, and bring him through your legs. And so, yeah, I just reached down and pulled him up, slowly pulled him out of the water and onto my chest and it felt amazing just to do all of that myself. Yeah. You know, there was untouched. No one was there. It was just me and my babe. And so um, I, when I got in the pool, I was, I was, I started making some noises. I was making these pretty bizarre noises. And when I watched my birth video back, I'm like, oh, wow, is that me? <laughs> <laughs> these primal sort of moans and groans. And, and I, I even mentioned, um, you know, after birth, oh, I feel like I was making cow noises. And, of course, the kids remember that. And so even my little three-year-old <laughs> reminds me, you know when you were birthing and you were making cow noises? <laughs> oh, no. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and so that actually um, it got their attention because they were in their bedroom at that point. They were watching something on the iPad and they came out and so they were there to watch him actually come out, which was cool. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And my placenta I birthed, so I, we stayed in the pool for quite some time. I don't know exactly how long, but um, my little boy cut the cord while I was in the pool. So same thing, we waited until the, the cord stopped pulsating and then he cut the cord. And then it was probably about, about yeah, maybe an hour or so, I got out and I birthed it on the couch. And so I was a little bit like, oh, how's this going to go? <laughs> and surprisingly, it was really easy. Nice. It, yeah, it was like my midwife said, it's right there. I can see like it's you literally, it's already detached. It's right there. And so, yeah, it just came out quite easily. It was just a matter of, yeah. So that was good. And I, I got that one encapsulated as well. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I've I've saved a couple of them because apparently that can, you can, they last a long time and you can actually take them when you're going through menopause. So, oh to help support you hormonally through that. So, yeah, I've, I've saved some for that, mm. which hopefully is a little while away, but yeah. <laughs> who knows. <laughs> That's good to know because I've got a whole bottle left from my birth with the twins because I had two placentas and I just didn't need that many. Oh, wow, yeah. Mm. yeah. I'll have to hang on to them. Yeah. So what advice would you give to any expectant mothers out there? Uh, don't hand your power away. Um, mm. Learn as much as you can about all of the options that if, if you're choosing to birth in a hospital, learn about all the options that are going to be presented to you because you don't want to be trying to understand what they mean at the time of labour. Yeah. Um, you're not in a position to be making decisions then. Um, I feel like if you're informed, you know what you want, what you don't want and perhaps what you're open to, Um yeah, just empowering yourself with that knowledge and, and just reading a lot of and under, just exposing yourself to a lot of positive birth stories mm. to understand that birth can look really different. So um, 
you know, if you're feeling pressured to do this, that or the other, it's not always the best thing for you, you know. Yeah. If we can just trust our body a little bit more. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much, Tammy, for coming on today and sharing your beautiful experiences with us. Oh, it's been really lovely to just revisit it. Yeah, so thank you. That brings us to the end of today's show. The takeaway for me this episode would be pushing when your body is trying to slow things down. Obviously, Tammy's first baby and she was super exhausted, so the urge to get baby out was definitely too intense. But I really loved that instead of letting that become something she feared in her next birth, she was able to reflect and recognize the role extensive pushing had and be more mindful of that during her next two births, where she basically didn't tear at all. I mean, that's pretty powerful and also a really important factor to be mindful of during your own birth using your breath and being immersed in water can help support you during this stage of labor also another really cool element to this journey was tammy having this moment of realization that she was still holding on to some form of control when her surges came and by fully releasing herself over to her body and surrendering to her surges she felt a shift happen i just loved that moment so much and i think it's a really great reminder for anyone about to enter the birth portal i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode let me know what you think over on the pba instagram and i'll see you all next week for another episode of positive birth australia